It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is the Locked On Auburn Podcast, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast, brought to you by Fetch Me Home Delivery. Go to fetchmedelivery.com or the Fetch Me Delivery app. Use promo code FETCHME20 for your first delivery free. Been a fun partnership with those guys. We are currently efforting to getting um, Trey Williams, former Auburn linebacker, on the show. We just gave him a ring. I believe this is him calling back. So we'll, we'll have him on in a second. Looking forward to chatting with him. I'm obviously about Auburn's, uh, Auburn's extremely talented linebacking core. So, yeah, Trey Williams, former Auburn linebacker, joining us. Trey, thanks for calling us back, man. Uh, how you doing this morning? Man, I'm doing great. How are you? Doing well, boss. Doing well. Thank you for taking a, a few minutes out of your morning to spend some time with us. So, I mean, there's been so much talk about how good this defense looks and you know what Kevin Seal's doing, what Travis Williams is doing with a linebacker court. You would know better than anybody. How uh, how do you think these guys are doing? Man, Coach Phil and T. Will and that whole culture staff, they've been building this defense for the past three, four years. So, like, I, I'm not surprised. You know, they – uh, Coach Dill, first year he came in, he set expectations, he set standards, and ever since then, you know, that, that defense lived by it. So all he asked for them to do is listen to him, and we did, and now you see him playing ball. There was, there was a lot of talk, you know, the offseason after you left, uh, you ran out of eligibility, and then it's like, okay, can Deshaun do it? Can these other guys do it? And then, of course, Deshaun leaves, and then now it's, okay, you know, going into this year, What's K.J. Brick going to do now that he's kind of the lead guy? What about Chandler Wooten? What about Zacoby McLean? And, I mean, what is it about these Auburn linebackers that's like, okay, no matter who leaves, they kind of find more guys to, to plug in and play and find success? I mean, what are they doing different than other programs? Uh, Travis William is one of the greatest recruiters in college football right now. So when he goes out on the road, he looks for, he looks for men. He looks for Players who got that dog mentality, who's not soft, who just want to run through somebody, and that's the type of guys we have in our linebacker core. You know, the coach is going to teach you all the X's and O's. That's cool. You know, that's going to come. But if you can't run through somebody, then there's no point. So T. Will is looking for guys who's running through people, and that's what our linebacker core is doing now. Do you think T. Will will be a defensive coordinator before too long? Oh, most definitely. Yeah. I don't I don't have a thought in that at all. Yeah, I mean he, he seems like a guy that, that folks want to play for. How does the age factor into uh, assistant coaches? I mean, he's not that much older. I mean he's in a different stage of life than college kids, of course, but he's younger than a lot of coaches. Is is, is that I mean, obviously there's gonna be good and bad things, but what are the positives of that? Oh uh, T Word doesn't let uh, our relationship outside of football getting in the way of business. And that's what we love about him. You know, outside of football, you know, he's just like our big brother. You know what I'm saying? But when we're on that field, it's a totally different story. So he don't let it affect him at all. So that's why we respect him so much because because of that and also of his experience at Harvard. You know, he was an all-ACC linebacker. So Everything he teaches us, we know it works because he done it, and we've seen the success he's went through as well. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one-selling compact tractor in the USA, 
And now through June 30, get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Hey, Trey, this is Painter. Question for you. Auburn just took a tough loss in Gainesville. In 2017, Auburn took a tough loss in Baton Rouge. Now, there's more of the season to play left this time, but it's about the same time in the season. Your thoughts on what went wrong for Auburn and how they bounce back? There's still, in my mind, an entire season of goals to play for. Well, we was, we was very high. You know, those first couple of games, we was on the high state, and, I mean, we took an L. It is what it is, but... We got two weeks to prepare for the next opponent. I know we got a bye week this weekend. So that's going to help us a lot. I mean, yeah, we fell short. It was a lot of things we could have done better, but that game is behind us now. We cannot let Florida beat us for the rest of the year. So that game is behind us, and we're going to keep moving forward like we did that um, 2017 season. Like, we lost to LSU. Cool. We're going to keep it pushing. We're going to keep moving. That's All we got to do now is just win out, you know, and I think we can do it. You've played for Malzahn before, uh, obviously. How does he typically handle bye weeks? What What are the guys doing this week? I mean, obviously, off this week, then they go to Fayetteville to take on Arkansas, a team that they should be able to handle. And we've seen Malzahn kind of unleash the playbook against the Razorbacks in the past. But this week, what are they focusing on? Are they looking ahead to Arkansas? Are they looking to LSU? Or are they kind of focusing on themselves? What do you think they're doing this week? Oh, uh, man, they they focusing on themselves for the most part because I mean, Arkansas is going to come. You know, the X's and O's going to come, like I said before. But if you don't have the technique uh, of your position, then the X's and O's don't matter. So that's what most bye weeks are about is just, you know, correcting your mistakes and just getting better at your technique. And of course, you know, I don't know what Coach Malzahn has planned uh, specifically, but you know, just in the past, you know, we've always just focus on technique, focus on what you can do to get better. Trey, pressure has looked good on Malzahn and some of his teams. In 2013, the team regrouped nicely after a loss to LSU. In 2016, uh, they went on, I think it was about a six-game win streak. In 2017, we just referenced the loss to LSU. What do the conversations look like behind closed doors, and how has Gus Malzahn and his coaching staff been able to successfully rally players into having a great season after a difficult moment and a tough loss? Well, it's it's just about, you know, when you go on that winning streak, you kind of feel invincible. So that's, that's kind of what happens when, you know, your head gets too big and you go out and you expect a team like Florida to lay down because, oh, we're undefeated. Like, no, nah, it, it's not going to happen that way. You know, in the SEC, in college football today, you can lose to anybody. So that's just something our coaching staff has done great about is trying to keep our heads level. You know, you can't be too high, but you also can't be too low. And uh, at the beginning of those seasons, we've always started very high. And it's, it's that one team who we go in and take advantage of, and they put us back where we need to be. So. Um, this is a good uh, restart for them. And I already know the coaching staff has already prepared their minds and the players as well. I mean, they don't want to have that feeling anymore, and they know what it takes to win. So I'm I'm more than confident that they're going to come back ready against Arkansas. 
Trey, uh, big news coming out of Auburn's camp this past week with Booby Whitlow needing to undergo a, a procedure on his knee. He's going to be out four to six weeks. Looking at it at least a month is kind of what all the reports are saying. One, how, how big is that for Auburn? How does a big injury like that affect the locker room when one of your key guys goes down? And then do you have an example of kind of uh, a player that went down during your time at Auburn and, and how the team bounced back? Oh, man, you know, those guys, at this point, they just need to rally around him because we know it's hard. You know, Booby had to sit out, uh, I think, his freshman year because of an ankle. So I know it's hard on him because he feel like, you know, it's, it's always happening. But I know they're going to rally around him. They're going to keep him uplifted. Uh, they're going to stay motivated. Um, I mean, it's just an extra thing to play for. You know, everybody got their why. So Booby just created that why um, for them as well. So I don't. I mean, we still got great running backs behind Booby. So I'm not really worried about that aspect. I already know those guys are ready and prepared to play. Um, but, I mean, yeah, it's tough. You know, it's tough to see a player go down like that, especially um, as well as the season is going and as well as his career is going. You know, I really uh, look forward to bringing him back. I mean, it's just like when uh, Carl Lawson got hurt uh, my 2015 season. Like, uh like, we was kind of shook because, we were like, man, that's Carl. You know, you don't supposed to get hurt. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, things happen. And the next person got to step up. And the defense, or in this case, the offense, they just got to keep it going. You know what I'm saying? They, they can't really replace Booby, but at the same time, they got to keep it going for Booby. If you were a teammate of Bo Nix's right now, what would your message be? be to him would you talk to him would you give him encouragement or would you sort of let him stay in his lane most definitely I mean I've heard a lot of talk about it but I still don't see it as an excuse you know just as far as him being a freshman like Bo does not play like a freshman to me yeah. he's not a freshman he's he's multiple games in he's played phenomenal Bo is not a freshman anymore so now you speak to him as if he's a vet like hey You've been playing football all your life. Like, you've been taught all the skills. Just go out and play. Like, this level is no different from high school. It's just a little faster. That's it. So all you got to do is just calm them down and just let them know, like, hey, all you got to do is make plays. Trust me, defense, we got your back. Like, we're going to get the ball back to you. Like, all that type of stuff. So just play your game. Just stay focused and don't listen to the outside noise because that stuff can really mess you up. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months, or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. I mean, Trey, what do you think about all the comments where, you know, I know Tebow nationally said, you know, Bo Nix was created to run Malzahn's offense. I mean, there, there's a lot of folks that, that are kind of writing the story. Obviously, his dad being a, a former Auburn quarterback, and, you know, he was raised to be quarterback at Auburn. Do you, what, 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 what's your opinion on that? I mean, versus, you know, a guy like Joey Gatewood playing, you know, guys like Cord, you know, heard think good things about him going in through fall camp as well. But, I mean, the, the support behind Bo has been unlike anything that I've seen while covering Auburn. Yeah, it's been very 
special. I mean, Bo has a unique story. Uh, even with like the picture of him as a little kid, yeah. you know, at the Army game, like that's that's special. You know what I'm saying? But you know, at the same time, uh, Bo is on a different platform now. You know, those type of things he gotta let. I don't want to say let go, but at the same time, he gotta let it go and let the fans handle that aspect of everything. Like, okay, we know your story, cool. Now let's let's win some ball games. You know what I'm saying? Like. It's not going to last long. And I just don't want him to drink. Like, as T. Will used to say, don't drink the Kool-Aid. Mm. Don't listen to what everybody else is saying because you're not going to be focused on what you actually need to be focused on. So, um, like all of that stuff is great. I promise, like, his story is going to go down in history. But at the same time, he got to focus on um, – winning ballgames. Yeah, absolutely. Trey Williams, former Auburn linebacker, hanging out with us for a few more minutes today. And Trey, we, we really appreciate your time. So, uh, obviously your, your heart is uh, on the defensive side of the football as a as a former Auburn linebacker. I mean, when you look at this defense play, specifically a guy like Derek Brown, I mean, what he did against Florida in the Swamp this past weekend, I mean, that's one of the most memorable defensive performances that I have ever seen. What do you think of this guy, and what do you think about the linebackers playing behind him? I mean, it has to free up so much schematically because two or three guys are needed to block several of these guys up front. I know for me personally, I love playing behind Derek. Yeah. You know, that that defensive line we had um, that 2016 and 17 season with Derek on it, man, it was phenomenal. Right. And, and we all know that Derek is a big prospect. Because the reason I say that is, I'm not saying it because his size. I'm not saying it because I play with him. The reason I'm saying it is because he's consistent. And that's what's so great about Derek is he brings it every week. Mm. And, like, you can't you can't go around it. Like, Derek is in everybody's conversation after every Saturday of college football. Right. And that's what you want from a D lineman. And as far as those linebackers, they need to take advantage of that. Yeah. Because the the next year or if they go to the NFL, the next team, they might not have a Derrick Brown. So, uh, you know, T. Will used to tell us every day in the meeting, man, take advantage of the D-line you have here because they are special. Ronnie Gardner does a phenomenal job of coaching those guys. And you can see it every Saturday. So, man, I, I miss playing behind Derrick. I promise you I do. <laughs> How how much better is Derek and we'll throw Marlon Davidson into this as well. How much of those guys gotten better since when you played with them versus what they're doing now on the field? Well, they're not they're not thinking anymore. They're just playing. Yeah. You know when I uh, when they first came, you know, Coach D had them. You know, they had them run games and they don't know when to pass rush, run, or when to protect the run. You know, they just. Now they just playing and whatever happens, happens. You know, like just like Marlon, like he like his twitch off the ball is so much quicker because he don't have to think as much. And now you see him uh forcing fumbles and all this type of stuff like that. That Marlon that we had my freshman year, he was doing the same thing, but sometimes we he was thinking too much. But now they just going off the ball, going off the ball and they can't stop him. Nobody can stop him. I can't wait to see the day where somebody stop our defense line. Where's the hardest place to play? Because Auburn's got to go to Baton Rouge in a few weeks, and it's not just been recently that Auburn has struggled there. It's been about two decades. 
Yeah, Baton Rouge is tough. I, I give them that. It is tough, but uh, I, I can say uh, the two times I played there, and I hate using it, I, uh, the two times we played there while I was playing, uh, yeah, we, we took an L. But I think it was more because of us. You know, and Baton Rouge can get rowdy, especially if they high, like if they're winning or doing great. You know, it's very tough to play, but if you got them down, it's not that bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the hardest place I think I play, I give you two. Okay. And one one is Clemson. That was that was a tough environment. Clemson, and the second one is crazy because I <laughs> I've only played there once, and that was uh, Kansas State. Interesting. And yeah. That, that, I think they have fifty thousand people, and it was rocking the whole game. Like, their their stands are very close to the sideline. And it, that was crazy. And it was my freshman year, so that just makes it even worse. That was a Thursday night game, too, wasn't mm-hmm. it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was completely different from what I was used to. <laughs> yeah, you're spot on, Trey. The, the capacity officially is lift, listed as 50,000, but the record attendance is a little more than 53. So it's actually almost 54. So I wouldn't be surprised if that's about what you were looking at that Thursday night against Kansas State. Yeah, that's yeah, interesting. That's a that's a fun answer. That's I'm not glad. one you typically hear when we ask former players that question. I like that. Yeah, that was that was not what I expected, but I think I can understand why the probably the design of the stadium and that had to have been a big moment for Kansas State. They had a competitive team and yeah. on a Thursday evening. Yeah, I think uh, something was going on with their coach too. I think that they're like a legendary coach that came back or something. I I can't remember what happened. But they were ready to play. I think Bill Snyder had started coaching back for them relatively recently, and they had found themselves back in the top twenty-five. There was there was a good, and I think Nick had been recruited by Bill Snyder, but he picked Auburn, and like so, there was a lot yeah, of there was like a lot of like relay between the the coaches and the players. Oh yeah, it was rough. Yeah, it came down to the the end too. Did, Duke, I think. Yeah, through to Duke at the end. Yeah, I think that there was a third and short maybe, yeah, and they a, threw it a pretty it was a deep gutsy pass. Call, yeah, yeah. So that's um, cool. That's a fun one. I hadn't thought about that game in a while. So, uh, yeah, love that answer, Trey. So, Trey, uh, let uh, let Auburn fans know that are listening, kind of what you're up to these days. Oh uh, well, just I just want to let everybody, I just want to let everybody know that the cleats are not hung up yet. <laughs> I love it. I've got. I've, I got a lot of questions about it. Um, I mean, right now, you know, I'm focused on my family and uh, I'm working right now. But, uh, of course, you know, things are coming up and, you know, they're going to happen shortly. I don't want to spoil anything. But, sure. Um, yeah, of course, the cleats are not hung up. I can't wait to get back on the field and do what I love again. Well, that's fantastic. That's great to hear. I know a lot of folks listening right now are fired up from that. So, What's that kind of like? I mean, you mentioned you're focusing on your family. So between focusing on that and then uh, obviously training to to get those cleats back on, what what, what does that process look like? Uh, I tell you, I had to grow up real quick. Mm. You know, the the adult life is uh, very different from when I was in the dorm. You know, I got to pay for everything myself now. You know, I don't get living (laughs) arrangements and Mm -hmm. a cafe. Like, I don't get that type of stuff. You know, I got to pay bills and um you know i got a fiance now so that's just you know another priority on my list so uh you know things are um ever evolving around me right now so 
the, the decisions I make are very critical. Um, so, but everything is going good, though. Everything is definitely going good. Training is going good. Work is good. Family's good. So, it's all good. Awesome. Well, Trey, thank you so much for spending a few minutes with us. And, and if folks want to follow you on your uh, your journey, where can they follow you on, on social media and all that good stuff? Oh, man. Instagram. Uh, True30. T-R-E-W-30. Go follow me on Instagram. I'll accept you. Uh, i give you a war eagle, whatever you want. Uh, on Twitter, same thing, True30, but okay. with a um, underscore. Okay, fantastic. So, True30 underscore. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Trey. And, uh, Thanks, hopefully, Trey. Yeah, hopefully we can chat again soon. Oh, uh, yeah, I appreciate y'all. Thank y'all for having me. That's former Auburn linebacker Trey Williams joining us this morning, and uh, that, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, that I enjoyed the Kansas State answer in particular, um, and I really liked kind of reliving that. That was a, a really fun game, Gosh. a Thursday night game. I think it was a third and nine on the Auburn 37, and Nick Marshall completed a pass to Duke Williams for 39 yards. Yeah, because the dilemma was, do you run it and kill a little bit more clock, or do you go and, and win it Aggressive. and the clock stopping? And I, I remember Nick's throw to Duke. like It wasn't a wide-open throw either, because Duke had had a couple of major drops earlier in that game, and he kind of made up for it. That was his redemption catch. But yeah, that he was had a, a great de- I think, game. I think he had a definite touchdown catch that he dropped in that yeah. one. He pretty much, if he got his hands on it, rarely did he ever do it. I think he was almost too open. Yeah, but like he started looking at the. I think end it's zone. a mental thing at that point. It's like, oh my gosh, it's too easy. But you're right about the scenario because there was a minute fifty eight left. Okay, and so they could have ran the ball and you know probably given it back with about a minute twenty left, minute fifteen. Sure. Um, also, the answer is probably different today, right? Because of the defense being so good. Like now, I think the roles are reversed. The offense in 2014 was was so good. I think being aggressive was the move there. I wouldn't have. You're right. At Kansas State, I wouldn't have punted the ball back to that. I wouldn't have wanted to anyway. You would have had to if, if you ran the ball. But I think now with the defense, I feel good about them. Yeah, and you know, or maybe the call is you run it hoping to get four or five, and then it's like, okay, cool, we're going for it on fourth down. Maybe that changes it up a little bit. But cool, Painter. I, I know we uh, we're running out of time here, but just a, a quick response. Michael and I talked about it pretty much at length yesterday, but Booby Whitlow going down. Do you think Cam Martin's the guy, or do you think you think DJ Williams is the guy? I think all three running backs benefit from an increase in touches. I think DJ Williams benefits the most. One, because I think he's the most similar to Booby Whitlow. I think also he would have gotten more playing time this year were it not for some of the injuries he's battled. Coaches, players have raved about him since he got here in the spring. So I think Martin's touches go up a little bit. I think Shiver's touches go up a little bit. I think relative to the amount of carries he's had, which is zero, I think DJ Williams gets the most out of Booby Whitlow's absence. Yeah, sure, sure. So if you're listening to this show on Thursday or Friday morning, be sure to tune in. Uh, you and I will be reunited on the lunch break tomorrow, so yes. two hours of, of you and I chatting it up. We'll, we'll also use uh, the interview that we just had with Trey. So, um, yeah, be sure to check that out. And so that's every day on ESPN 106.7 or ESPNAU.com. Also, you guys have an app, of course. That is from 11 to 1. Painter Sharpless is on Twitter at Paint Sharpless. I'm on Twitter at Z Blackerby. The show's on Twitter at Locked On Auburn. This has been another edition of the Locked On Auburn Podcast. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.